T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jim Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Thursday afternoon. Rain is still with us, by the way. I know it was supposed to clear out. It was supposed to be 80 degrees and get all dried out. Well, we're back into the mix of it. I'll get you updated on that uh, in just a little bit. Uh, we continue to analyze and discuss and try and figure out, make sense of what happened in Uvalde, Texas. And, and I warned you yesterday. That we, rational people, thinking people, caring people, we can't make sense out of the senseless. You can take steps to protect children. In fact, I would dare say we have to do everything that we can to protect our children. But if you ever think that you're going to make sense of someone going in and murdering 21 people, It's just not going to happen. So what did happen? A lot of criticism of law enforcement today, talking about how the police didn't do anything and they waited too long and parents wanted to do this. Uh, We're so far from having an after-action report on this. But there's some people who have been through certain exercises, some people who have been involved in very, very, very serious law enforcement matters. One of them happens to be Jimmy Galliano, our dear friend, retired supervisory special agent from the FBI, uh, somebody who you are seeing a lot of over the last couple of days on Fox News and CBS News and reading him in the New York Post. And, and that's frankly why I'm always so grateful that he's got some time for us. Jimmy, thank you for being here. Jeff, thanks for having you. Um, once again, in the wake of something that's sobering and, and, and somber, but uh, I, I wanted to carve out some minutes because I know that you've got a serious topic that you kind of want to delve into in regards to the response. I do. I'm trying to figure out with all of the chatter, because that's what it is right now. There's the, there's no finalized report. There's nobody who really uh, is sitting down and saying, OK, we, we've got to do this minute by minute analysis. It will be done. Maybe it is being done as we speak, but 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 we don't have it. So I guess I'm asking you just what your sense is of what happened down there. And do you have a sense of the law enforcement response? 
Well, firstly, I mean, and I think you and I, and, and I haven't been able to listen to you for the past couple of days. I've been tied up with other things, but I'm pretty certain we, we're on the same page with this. Um, the, the, the direct responsibility for this was a, a depraved miscreant, a, a subhuman criminal, an 18-year-old, and I don't even want to say kid. He's old enough. He's an adult um, that purchased two long weapons within a few days of his birthday um, when he was legally able to purchase them, um, took one of the long weapons along with a bag full of 600, I think it's 600 some rounds of ammunition and uh, laid waste to an elementary school. And um, that's horrifying enough. And when the responders, and, and I believe it, I listened to the, to the press conferences, I know you did, the, the update mm-hmm. that just came through, I know that um, the uh, suspect crashed his vehicle after shooting his grandmother in the face. Uh, around 11:28 a.m., shot at a, a couple of people at a, a nearby funeral home. Took a couple of targets of opportunity, and at 11:30 a.m., two minutes later, the first 911 call came in, and then at around 11:40 a.m., so 12 minutes after crashing his vehicle, strode into an open door after engaging, and we don't know if shots were exchanged yet, but engaging with uh, somebody at the front door of Rob Elementary School. Strode down the hallway, made a left, went a few more feet down the hallway and entered into an open classroom door where tragically took the life of 19 young children, precious kids and and two adults. Now, the question always is, you know, well, why didn't police do this and why didn't police do that? And you're right. You nailed it. It is so early in the investigation right now. Truly, the initial reports on things are often inaccurate in crisis incidents. It's called the fog of war and, and police and the, the Texas Department of Public Safety and, and the Texas Rangers, the FBI, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, the Customs and Border Patrol and the local police department and the DA's office. So there's a lot of folks involved in this are sorting through it. The troubling piece of this, and this is what you texted me about last night, was the hour between that initial entry and entering the classroom and then the CBP, the Customs and Border Patrol agents that showed up um, to to back up the Uvalde police and ended up making entry into the classroom and 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 killing this this evil person. Look, um, it's hard for me to say because I don't have the the you know the the the, the, the timeline and I can't tell how many officers were here, how big the school was, how many children were being shepherded to safety. Had the shooting stopped or was it still going on? Because, Jeff, as you and I have talked about before, post-Columbine, we do not wait for the perfect plan. We grab whoever's there, whoever is a member of law enforcement, public safety officer who is armed, and you make entry and you go to the sound of the guns. So to wrap this up, I'm reticent to criticize until I see, as you pointed out, an after-action report that spells out exactly what happened. Um, I understand, especially for those poor parents, how inexorably long an hour has to be to be waiting for word on your children, especially if you're still hearing gunshots going on. But I think it's just too early to make a determination on whether there was a, a failure in the methodologies here on the tactical resolution. Okay, excellent. I mean, that's that, that's the sense that most who have been involved in any sort of a, a law enforcement action, that, that's our feeling, but it, it, it's good to hear somebody with that, uh, that expert analysis as, as you offer, Jimmy. And, of course, I've been uh, watching you on Fox and uh, on CBS as you've been uh, – 
going back and analyzing all of this. It's it's heartbreaking for any of us who happen to be parents. I mean, we get it. You you don't want to stand around and wait if you think that your child is in harm's way, but. As you point out, this fog of war, you think that the police are standing around perhaps waiting or you think they've gone in to rescue their own children. Maybe that happened. Maybe it didn't happen. But uh, it's just it's not reliable information at this point. No. And, uh, you know, look, I mean, Monday morning quarterbacking has been going on for a long time. And look, I understand the difference between. Why did Bill Belichick call this play and not that play on a football Sunday? And why didn't the police do X, Y, and Z? I I understand certainly the different states. But what I'm talking about is when those police officers arrived and the first police officers, local police officers, were on scene within four minutes. um, When they arrived, they are in a complete information vacuum. They don't know if this is a large-scale attack. They don't know if this is a single lone gunman. Now, one of the things that we have to presume in these instances now is you have to, you, 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 your default position is this is not somebody looking to take hostages and negotiate the release of political dissidents in a foreign land. That's not how this works now. When these things happen, and they happen far too frequently, we go back to, heck, the first one on record that I know of that really led to the creation of SWAT in the United States was Charles Whitman and the University of Texas clock tower attack on August 1st, 1966. And then you've got Columbine, and then you've got Virginia Tech, and then you've got Parkland, and then you've got Santa Fe, and there's just one after the other. So we have to presume the default position is this is somebody looking to ratchet up a body count, get to the bad guy as quickly as possible. I'll be super careful and wait till all the facts come out. I certainly don't want to cast any aspersions on my brothers and sisters in blue because I was not there. They were, and I'm sure there are going to be some mitigating factors, Jeff. I'm comfortable that there'll be some mitigating factors that will explain why it did take such an inordinately amount of time to get to the shooter. Fair enough, Jimmy, and I, I want to get you back uh, once your schedule shakes uh, a, a little bit more free because I, I really have to talk with you, and I want people to uh, uh, talk with you and, and hear what you have to say about this latest piece in the New York Post about how the, the city of New York does not deserve the NYPD. That was so spot on, my friend. They certainly don't, Jeff, and uh, I can say that about a lot of cities and their and their police departments. It's not that way across the entire United States. I certainly don't think it's that way down there in central Virginia, but in New York City, I truly believe the city right now does not deserve the the finest police department in the world, and I look forward to joining you to talk about it another time, Jeff. I love it. Thank you so much for making time for us, brother. That is Jimmy Galliano, retired supervisory special agent from the FBI, Uh, and we've got to uh, just sort of cut it quick with Jimmy simply because, as I've said to you, Jimmy has pulled, especially over the last couple of days, in a multitude of directions. You're seeing him on Fox News offering expert analysis. You're seeing him on CBS Television News uh, offering, again, expert analysis. He's writing uh, unbelievable articles and columns these days for the New York Post. The fact that he's still got time for us just means the world. And, And we'll get Jimmy on probably next week. You know, we'll get through Memorial Day. Um... Let him decompress a little bit, and let's also get some more of the information from Uvalde, Texas. Again, you're a mom, you're a dad, you want your kid 
rescued from this situation five minutes ago. Understood. Understood, and I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. I get it. From a law enforcement perspective, what are you walking into? How do you walk into it? Jimmy pointed out, since Columbine, the, the standard operating procedure has changed. Prior to Columbine, the thought process was, there's a shooting. There's a shooting at a school. What are you going to do? Well, you're going to stage outside of the school. You're going to have a central command post. You're going to have multiple people come together. There's going to be an incident commander. There's going to be a plan developed. And then and only then are you going to make entry to the school. But as Jimmy points out, since Columbine, the standard operating procedure for law enforcement around America in the event of a school shooting is you show up, you run to the sound of the gunfire, and you take the gunman out. We don't know yet what happened down there. As we do, we'll continue to examine it, I promise you. It is 316, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.